This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And as always, we're going to have a great discussion today, but our guest today is living proof that one can pursue one's passion in life and do so while making a profit as well. So please join me in welcoming Matt McWilliams to our program today. Welcome, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Deb. Thanks for having me. Perfect. I love it. We're going to have such a great discussion. I hope so. Let me tell folks just a little about you, and then we'll dive in. So Matt McWilliams is the author of the best-selling book, Turn Your Passions into Profits, and has worked with some of the top companies and entrepreneurs on the planet, such as Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington, Tony Robbins, we all recognize that name, right? Dean Grizzozzi, I might not have said that right, Kim Walsh Phillips, Ryan Levesque, Michael Hyatt, Claire Diaz Ortiz, Lewis House, which we all know, Brian Tracy, Jeff Walker, and many more, not to be a name dropper. He's here to help us on our quest to turn our passion and message into a profitable and growing business. He's been through the startup phase multiple times in the past two decades and has built a following from scratch. Today, he lives out his passion for helping others find their purpose, their passion, their message, and their path to profitability. So again, Matt, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Cool. Well, I always like to ask my guests how they got to where they are today. So tell us a little bit more about that. Um, you know, you mentioned the book, the original mm-hmm. opening line of the entire book mm-hmm. was a line from the the Grateful Dead song, Truckin', you know, what uh-huh. a long, strange trip it's uh-huh. been. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, nobody grew up, like I didn't grow up I want to be an online marketer. Right, you know, I want right. to, I want to, I mean, I knew who Tony Robbins was at a pretty mm-hmm. young age because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I played golf. I grew up, uh, you know, playing like high level mm-hmm. athletics, played mm-hmm. college golf at Tennessee and played professionally for a few years after. So I knew about like the personal growth mm-hmm. niche and I knew, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that. And then, you know, a few years later I got into sales and I, you know, I knew who mm-hmm. Brian Tracy was. I never thought mm-hmm. I'd work with Brian Tracy. I knew who Zig Ziglar was. I never thought I'd work with mm-hmm. Zig's company, you know, after he passed away, mm-hmm. I knew who these people were, but you know, it wasn't like on my radar to be mm-hmm. like in that world. Right. And, you know, of course, like every kid, you know, I wanted to be an astronaut and I wanted to be a professional ba- basketball player. Mm-hmm. And then, 
you know, got to eighth grade and realized I was the 13th best player on a really, really good team, which meant I was never going to play professional mm-hmm, basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I grew up, you know, playing golf and, and, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, went to college to play golf and play professionally. And mm-hmm. I got into this world because I, I was teaching golf schools with my dad mm-hmm. and we, uh, we were doing these golf schools, very lucrative. I mean, at the age mm-hmm. of 22, I'm teaching these golf schools. I'm making a, you know, a couple thousand dollars on a weekend, mm-hmm. you know? And I looked at my dad and I was like, well, we're getting like four people to come to these golf schools, three, four people on a weekend. Mm-hmm. What if we got eight? Could we handle eight people? Mm-hmm. You know, eight people paying $2,000 each to come to these golf schools. Right. And he was like, yeah, I think we can handle eight. He's like, mm-hmm. eight's probably our max. We can handle eight. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, I get online, I start doing some marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm paying $20 to acquire a, you know, a $2,000 customer. Now, mm-hmm. what we teach in the book and what, mm-hmm. you know, is is common knowledge today is right. today you bring them to the website and mm-hmm. you convert them into a subscriber. We mm-hmm. talk all about this in chapter four, you know, create a lead magnet mm-hmm. and you you nurture that relationship. Mm-hmm. But this was 2002. Mm-hmm. You came into my website, you had two choices. Give me $2,000 or leave. Right. But and for pe- 10 cents went, a person. Yes. Most people yeah. probably went, eh. <laughs> we converted one out of 200 people into a $2,000 customer. And I'll never forget it. We were, we had an ice storm in January in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, the, the whole city shuts down. Right. You know, when, when you get ice in North Carolina, mm-hmm. it's just like Atlanta, the whole city shuts down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting there in an ice storm and don't judge me, but I watched an Allie McBeal marathon on FX that day. And uh, I remember I had a ding set up every time a sale was made mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning watching Alan McBeal, mm-hmm. you know, eating whatever, probably Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. And I hear a ding and I'm like, cool. I just made $2,000 yeah. sitting here doing nothing. I'm sitting there a couple hours later eating, a, you know, probably some Hot Pockets or a frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. And I hear a ding. A couple hours later, I hear a ding. And you're like, oh, hmm. so I heard six dings that day. And I went, oh my gosh, I'm splitting this debt money with my dad. I made right. six thousand dollars watching mm-hmm. Allie watching McBeal, Allie McBeal. Mm-hmm. during an ice storm. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, I hated teaching golf, though. That was mm-hmm. the big thing. And I'll never forget one day. Uh, the long story short is a friend of mine and I had grown up, and we swore we were never going to be one of those people who played golf like we were. They're going to play professionally, or we were, we were never going to work in the golf industry. Mm-hmm. We were never. And I'm quoting, and please don't take offense to this. I was 17 when I first said this, so I was an idiot. Mm-hmm. We are never going to teach old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, one day, one of the sweetest 70 some odd year oh, old no. lady in a lavender oh, no. sweater shows up and I take my little 0.2 megapixel flip phone out. Again, mm-hmm. this is 2002. Mm-hmm. I take a picture of the lady and I send it to my friend and say, kill me now. Yes. You know, I have done mm-hmm. what I said I wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. And now a good female friend, and you know, this Deb would reach out and say, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You're just, mm-hmm. it's okay. Right. Life is good. Think of all the things mm-hmm. you're thankful for. But like a good male friend, Hunter responded and said, ha sucks to be you. Right. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> That was the story of how I got into the online marketing mm-hmm. world. And then ultimately my dad fired me because he realized I hated what I was doing and he freed me to do this. And mm-hmm. so that was the beginning of the mm-hmm. journey that led to, yeah, over the years, we've worked with some amazing people. We've mm-hmm. run their affiliate programs. We've mm-hmm. done our own stuff. I, I, I mean, we've got the book, we've got our own you know, products and courses. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately our, our mission has been you know, to help a hundred thousand people make their first dollar online mm-hmm. because- the first dollar is the hardest. There's a reason right. why you go into a restaurant. It's getting started. Mm-hmm. What's on the wall in the restaurant? Mm-hmm. The hardest dollar mm-hmm. they made, the very first one. Yep. And if you can make one dollar, mm-hmm. this is true for me. Mm-hmm. I, I spent two years blogging and creating content and mm-hmm. made no money. Mm-hmm. I did my first affiliate promotion. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about affiliate stuff, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I made $588. Now you go, 588 bucks. That's not exactly a lot. 
It was better than what you did the day before. It could have been 78. It could have been 102. It could have been 15. Mm -hmm. The fact that it was anything other than zero, Mm -hmm. that $588 was Mm -hmm. the catalyst to everything we've done Mm -hmm. since then, you know, having multiple seven-figure years Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. But it started with that 588. Mm -hmm. So that's been our mission is to help these people who they're not making any money. Mm -hmm. They have an idea. They have a message. they Mm -hmm. They have a passion. Mm-hmm. You know, something that could potentially change the world or at least mm-hmm. change the lives of, you know, tens or hundreds or thousands or mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people to help them monetize. Mm-hmm. And that's been, you know, that's been my mission for the last almost 20 years now. I love it. You know, and, and your book, again, it's called Turn Your Passions mm-hmm. into Profits. Um, I, I loved it. I read it. I've actually, we, we oh, had cool. you scheduled before. And so I read it then too. Um, and and you know, about partway through last night, I thought, wait a minute, I've read this, but you know, I kept going. Um, <laughs> but it has such great tips and it is geared more towards affiliate marketing, but the tips in it are valid for anybody. Um, you know, and, and, and I love that about this because there were so many points in there, like, you know, knowing who your avatar is, we're going to get yeah. into more detail about a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, lead magnets, you mentioned that, you know, all of these things are so critical for many businesses. And it is true. You know, people have these great ideas for a product or a service and then crickets, you know, and, yep. and they, they might be able to kind of struggle along for a while, but you know, it doesn't take off and it gets very discouraging, um, you know, and, and, and so it is easy to say, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Nobody loves me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and it's the, the sad truth is that it doesn't take a ton of work to make things work very well. Um, you know, and, and, and you point that out in your book, this is not, not rocket science, folks. You know, these are things that we know, but we don't do them. Um, yeah. You know, and and so you know, I, I I love the book because, like I said, it had so many great tips and and such great information. Well, thank you. That means that means a lot coming from you. I mean, it's uh, like the name might suggest. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people ask me because the truth is, the book is, I mean, only about a ten percent of the book is about affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. It's about right. so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, like, why in the heck did you write a book? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're doing all this other stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, most people will never be in a position like Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. you know, to, to pay what they pay, right. you know, quite frankly, to work with us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, the 0.01% of, of the mm-hmm. people in my, in my niche that mm-hmm. can even, you know, work with us on that level. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what about the other 99.99%, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the reality is like newsflash, if you're thinking about writing a book, um, I'm going to let you know a little secret. Uh, books don't make very much money. No. <laughs> you really don't make mm-hmm. any money. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a nice advance and that's about it so far, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But Your mom bought a copy. The, oh yeah. Yeah. In, in stores. Cause it's in, you know, by the way, like it's in stores nationwide in Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble. So, you know, there's that. Um, mm-hmm. It was more about, you know, again, the mission and the right. impact that it could have. Mm-hmm. And and get, you know getting the message through. I mean, one of the opening lines in the book, you know, say that like we're we're all messengers now. Mm-hmm. You know, the world is 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 needs messengers. Like right. you're a messenger. Messengers mm-hmm. are who are defining this mm-hmm. new economy that we're in. Mm-hmm. You you can no longer just go out and say I've got a great product, go buy it. Mm-hmm. Right. That that happened 1955. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. television ads. Oh well, you know, well if GE made it, we were going to mm-hmm. buy it. Yeah, because we knew and we trusted anymore. GE. Yeah. And so the entire premise of the book hinges on one belief, really the entire premise of my, my mission hinges Mm -hmm. on one belief that the world needs your message. 
Mm-hmm. The world needs your message, but right. we're not going to wait passively mm-hmm. or patiently for it. The mm-hmm. world needs your message, but we're going to mm-hmm. move on without you. Right. So I need your help. Mm-hmm. You have a life experience, an expertise, a system, mm-hmm. uh, a message, whatever it is, a passion. You have a unique, you know, we talk about this so much in the book, and this is so important for people to get through. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's somebody else saying the same things, but are they a right. single Mm-hmm. There's somebody else saying the same thing, but are they saying it with your accent? Mm-hmm. There's so many people. Oh, there's other people saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's a woman and you're a man. There's so mm-hmm. there's somebody else saying the same thing, but they're 38 and you're 65, mm-hmm. you know, and you have a much more you know, experience mm-hmm. in the world and you have a different perspective. There are other people who teach online marketing. Mm-hmm. Some of those people teach it where they have the flashy cars and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I've, I have two kids and I coach soccer. You yeah, know? you're not going to have the flashy car because it's going to have something happen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, I, I don't, I don't want to. You know, mm-hmm. that's not the thing. Like for mm-hmm. one, you get more speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if you're not speeding or barely, mm-hmm. speeding, you know, like yeah, anyway, that's a whole different story. Like that's uh-huh. not my brand. There mm-hmm. are people teaching the same thing, mm-hmm. or similar things, but from a different perspective. Right. Right. Nobody has the same life experiences or mm-hmm. the same work experiences as me mm-hmm. or you. And so there are potentially hundreds or, or uh, thousands or even millions of people mm-hmm. out there desperately waiting for you to mm-hmm. share your message with them. The only question is, are you going to do it? Right. So really, that's the whole premise mm-hmm. of the book. And then, of course, we mm-hmm. go through all the steps to how to do mm-hmm. that. Right. Right. You know, and and it's interesting because... You know, there are those who think, oh, my message is I'm the only one. Well, no, folks, I hate to break it to you. There is nothing unique anymore. I think, you know, when I think probably the last unique product that I can remember that that made a huge splash. And this was the stupidest thing in the world. Pet rocks. Remember when everybody had to buy a pet rock? And I I, I don't, but I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah. See, I just showed my <laughs> age. right? Um, and, you know, and it was it was a rock. And people rushed out to buy rocks. Yeah, Chia Pet. I do remember Chia yes, Pet. Yes, the Chia Pets. And yeah. all you, you still, you know, if you watch late night TV, Chia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see. Um, but yeah, there's nothing unique anymore. Um, mm. and, and, and so it is about our, our personal perspective and story. But what do you tell the people, Matt, who they say, nobody cares about me? I'm not yeah. special. Mm. I mean, the first thing I would say is, you know, stop comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two quotes in the book. I mean, there are two quotes I've lived by for, you know, a decade now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is from John A. Cuff says, never your, compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy for me to look at somebody who, when I started blogging, mm-hmm. my beginning, 2012, I can go mm-hmm. back to look at that website, you know, the first version of mattmcwilliams.com. Mm-hmm. It was ugly. The graphics were terrible. Mm-hmm. And the picture but of me you was, did it. was four years old. The fonts mm-hmm. were all wrong. The design was awful. The content was mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. And I could go look at Michael Hyatt, who later mm-hmm. became a friend and a client. Mm-hmm. And I could go look at you know his website and go, gosh, it's so mm-hmm. much better. And I can never be that. He spent so much, he spent a ton of money on design. Mm-hmm. Right. And he and he was able, you know, he had the money. I didn't have the money. He had a team. <laughs> it's easy to look at that. So mm-hmm. never compare your beginning to someone mm-hmm. else's middle. That's number right. one. The second one is from Stephen Furtick. He says, the reason why people struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes to everyone else's highlight reel. Mm-hmm. So you think about this as a parent. Mm-hmm. 
so easy to go on Instagram and go, gosh, look at their life. Mm -hmm. Their kids always amazing. Their perfect child. Uh, Newsflash, their kid threw a tantrum yesterday. Hey, newsflash, uh, it's a rite of passage. Every Mm preteen to teenage teenager ever, Mm -hmm. no matter how perfect they look on social media, has said at some point to their Mm -hmm. parents, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every kid, I mean, I hate to say this, like your kid is not the first kid to pick his nose and eat it. (laughs) All right. Your kid is not weird. You don't post about it on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. Your Mm -hmm. kid is not weird. Your kid is not the first kid who was exposed to something he shouldn't have been exposed Mm -hmm. to at a young age. Your Mm -hmm. kid is not the first person to smoke cigarettes when Mm -hmm. he's 12. Your kid is not the first person to get in trouble at Mm -hmm. school. All these things. We don't see that on Mm -hmm. the highlight reels. So we get that as parents. Mm -hmm. We get that. Do we get that in our business though? Do we get that? Like you're not the first person to go through these things. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes through Mm -hmm. their struggles. Right. Everybody, like we've been through this in our business. We, it's been mm-hmm. cyclical, right? We have, we have done stupid things. We have, mm-hmm. we have started off and done stupid things in the beginning. We did stupid things. Once we got to a point, I remember we got to a point where we we're making really good money. So I went, well, let's grow fast. Well, guess what happened six months later? Uh, we don't have nearly as much money. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, payroll is, you know, went from twenty thousand dollars to seventy five thousand dollars, and we wondered mm-hmm. why we're making fifty thousand dollars less per month. Right. Hmm. We haven't actually mm-hmm. grown the business, but we're paying. Mm-hmm. We've done. I've done stupid with zeros mm-hmm. on the end, as Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. says. Like I have done those things. Mm-hmm. All right. Did I post about them on social media? No. No, you didn't want you people know? to know and that. So mm-hmm. You you see the highlight reel, and it's real mm-hmm. easy to think those things. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing that that I would say is mm-hmm. like you know when people are just thinking uh, I can't compete. You know, I can't compete with Tony Robbins. Of course you can't. Right. Of for course many you can't. He's reasons. been doing it for 30 years. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for 30 plus mm-hmm. years. What makes you think you can compete with that right now? Right. Don't try to be him. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there, done that. I tried to be mm-hmm. somebody. That, it wasn't that I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was that I thought I was that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be him. I can't compete with that. So right. I said, okay, what can I do that nobody else can do? Mm-hmm. And this, this is it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and it's interesting because from a marketing perspective, we're told, look at mm-hmm. your competitors. You know, yeah. what are they doing? All of those things. And that's good. I mean, you do need to know what Absolutely. is out there. But, but yeah, the second we start saying, I can't be that, and then ending, you know, and not saying, however, after that, that's when we have lost. Um, yet. You know, because it there, doesn't there's the key, there's a key word, Deb, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if I interrupt, mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't be that yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, my, and I can't guys, have that website yeah. on mm-hmm. day one. Right. Right. I can't have it yet. Mm-hmm. I can't. No, you're not going to, you're probably, newsflash, you're probably not going to do a half million dollars your first mm-hmm. year. Right. But you're not going to do a half million dollars a year yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't hire that team mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. No, those, that's the key word that mm-hmm. I always remind mm-hmm. people is that word yet. Mm-hmm. Everything's doable, everything's mm-hmm. figure outable. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take some time. Right. And, and yeah, to a certain extent, you do have to go through. You have to take your lumps. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know for me, I have a, such a much greater appreciation of success mm-hmm. considering what I've been through since, you know, 2005, mm-hmm. you know, two, well, really since 2002, mm-hmm. you know, I have a much greater appreciation for those things. And it's mm-hmm. like, for me, you know, something simple, like staying in a nicer hotel, mm-hmm. Then some of the other people, like, I don't look at that and like, oh my gosh, it's because I'm better. I just look at it like, oh my gosh, it's because I got through the hard mm-hmm. times. 
Right. You know, and wow, like I still am in awe when I walk into a, a new hotel and I'm like, man, this is big and nice. You know, it's mm-hmm. those little things like that. But it comes from that place where I, I remember exactly what it was like. I mean, I, I remember in 2002, you know, when I was starting out, well, 2000, sorry, before that, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, like playing professional golf mm-hmm. and being in Virginia Beach. And uh, I'd left my credit, my, my only source of, you know, anything at home on accident, my credit card, mm-hmm. I had to find a, I had to find a hotel that took checks Ooh. and there was one and it's one of those weekly rental type places. Yeah. Good no place. Hot water, mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. hot water. And you had and, crawling things as roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dear God, I hope I just don't get shot. And so mm-hmm. I've done that. Mm-hmm. And I re- so I remember like, okay, to go from that, to, and that's just an example, mm-hmm. like you're going through the, it doesn't feel like that when you're going through the crap. Right. Get mm-hmm. it. But trust me, when you get on the flip side, it's mm-hmm. it, you'll be glad you went through it because right, right. it does give you a greater appreciation mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. You know, and you talk about in your book to embrace those things and mm-hmm. use those stories because other people hear them and go, oh, that's me, or that could have been me, or you know, all of those things. Because you know, when we you, you, like you look at Tony Robbins and you think he's got it all, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and and, but he didn't. I mean, you know, look at Jeff Bezos. He started out in his garage, folks. Remember that. You know? Most now, of us we, did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we started out in our spare bedrooms, our garages, basements, whatever. And so when you talk about that, that's where people go, oh, yeah, you're one of us. You're not somebody that we've got up on that pedestal. Um, you know, you are somebody that because you've been in the trenches and you've gone through it, we're going to trust you. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it started mattmcwilliams.com. This whole platform started on literally a, a, a folding table mm-hmm. in uh, what should have been the dining room, but mm-hmm. we moved the dining room to another part of the house. It started right. on a folding table, mm-hmm. 530 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I wrote till about seven mm-hmm. and I got to my real, you know, mm-hmm. real your your job that paid the bills. Mm-hmm. Laptop on laptop on a folding table. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so cliche, but that's how it started. Mm-hmm. It grew from there to the point where I could finally afford a real desk and mm-hmm. a monitor. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal when I could right. afford a desk and a monitor. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, a $200 desk and a mm-hmm. you know $100 monitor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, eventually it's like, oh my gosh, I have a, a nice office and mm-hmm. multiple monitors and mm-hmm. cool stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, what about starting a podcast? You know, the, 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 the setup that I have now costs like five, 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. My first microphone was $65 on Amazon. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that, and that the, might the, have been a tough thing to to know. Am I going to do it? Am I not? Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. You know what? You just do it. I, mm-hmm. I've recorded podcasts on my phone. I mean, they're mm-hmm. so good now. You, right. quite frankly, oh yeah, uh, definitely video. Holy schmoly! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I mean, you you have more. This is a, I call it the magic rectangle, right? Mm-hmm. The magic rectangle. You have more. Uh, you have the ability to shoot better quality videos mm-hmm. than Hollywood did twelve years ago, right? Just you can 12 record years ago, folks. 30 frames per second in 4K mm-hmm. with a phone that's yeah. in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And you and they all store on your you could shoot for days mm-hmm. in a row and it'll store it on your phone. Mm-hmm. You used to have to get like a company and pay them thousands mm-hmm. of dollars to store those sizes mm-hmm. just f- 10 to 15 mm-hmm. years ago. You know, you can run all this stuff now. Mm-hmm. What used to cost us, we had a server room, my first, well, second company, sorry, mm-hmm. my second but the first one that went big, mm-hmm. we had a, you know, $25,000, $30,000 storage 
you know, facility mm-hmm. for servers. Right. And I remember, you know, when the AC went out in mm-hmm. the office building, you're like, oh no. <laughs> but we, we, we literally mm-hmm. went and got like window units and right. blue, there were no mm-hmm. windows in the server. Yeah, because those either. computers put at, when they're, those yeah. servers put out a lot of heat. Yeah. And, and we therefore had, they well, we, overheat. We had fans in there all the time, mm-hmm. but we had a train of fans blowing mm-hmm. AC in there. Um, we were taking uh, 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 these big buckets of ice mm-hmm. and putting them in there just to mm-hmm. sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took a couple of mini fridges and opened them up in the in the mm-hmm. server room. Just mm-hmm. keep, that's what you had to do mm-hmm. 15 years ago, 20 years ago to have like cloud mm-hmm. computing. Uh, now you mm-hmm. can do it for like 30, 40, 50 right. bucks a month on mm-hmm. Amazon, you right. know, and, and right. other companies. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy mm-hmm. what what we can do now. Right. Um, and so, yeah, just, I mean, to go back to, to the point, like mm-hmm. seeing those things, those limitations mm-hmm. that you have, you know, taking advantages of, of your disadvantages, I think what you were talking about. And there's a, there's a section mm-hmm. in the book where I, you know, I talk about that, like taking advantage mm-hmm. of the things that you perceive as disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you're small, when you're first starting out, what are some of the advantages to that? Number mm-hmm. one, you have a more intimate relationship right. with your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a tight knit community. Your mm-hmm. audience, in a good way, is pretty homogenous. You mm-hmm. know, like when you first start out and you're you're speaking, you know, you're a single mom who's talking about something related to single moms. Your entire audience is single moms, mm-hmm. so it's homogenous in a good way. And mm-hmm. we, I know we want to we want to have diversity, right? But sometimes in your niche, mm-hmm. you you don't. Right. You want your audience mm-hmm. to be homogenous. Well, that means I can help less people. No, it means you can help the right people. The right better. people. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly if you start getting moms who aren't single moms, mm-hmm. different problems, mm-hmm. you suddenly start getting people saying, well, you know, I'm having issues with my spouse. Well, that's not what mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, for. but, mm-hmm. you know, and then you start getting dads and mm-hmm. then you start getting people who are like, well, we want to have kids. And it just, it, when your audience mm-hmm. broadens too much, mm-hmm it becomes an issue so that early right. on it's so tight knit, you know, your mm-hmm. audience starts out They're They're mm-hmm. typically first and second level connections. Mm-hmm. And, and you have, it's kind of like a college fraternity again, in a mm-hmm. good way. Right. They're, they're more forgiving. They stick mm-hmm. around. Right. The, the other thing when you're starting out is everything's an experiment. Your mm-hmm. mistakes are tiny, you mm-hmm. know, right. um, you know, you think about it, it's like when you, do you want your very first speaking gig to be in front? Everybody says, I want to, I want to speak in front of a stadium. No, right. I want to be TEDx. Yeah. Not your first one. You no, want you want to talk before to be the like Rotary Club. people, <laughs> 25 people, and you screw up there. My first, you know, speaking gigs were 20, 25 people. Mm-hmm. And I got comfortable in front of them. And I mean, I was still taking, I still had to take a shot of Pepto-Bismol before I'd go on with mm-hmm. them because I was mm-hmm. so nervous. But then all of a sudden, I remember like one time I got invited and I'm just, I'm like, oh, there's a thousand people here. And it wasn't really a big deal. Right. Because I'd gone from 25 to 50 mm-hmm. to hundred and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. But my mistakes were small. Right. You, when you send an email that bombs, mm-hmm. okay, you only got 107 people. You go, well, that sucks. You only have 107 people. Yeah. I forgot the attachment. <laughs> you forget you. Okay. Mm-hmm. It bombed. So you, you got one person who got upset about mm-hmm. it. You send that to 20,000 mm-hmm. and they're less homogenous and less right. connected to you. Mm-hmm. 50 of them think you're mm-hmm. a moron. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so those and are the they tell of everybody you yep. you're a moron. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. You know, and, and I think you know, the, the whole numbers game and, and I, you know, we talk about this a lot on the program. I talk about this a lot with other business associates, you know, it, say, and, and, you know, I do a lot on social media. So people are always, what are your numbers? How many mm-hmm. people are you connected to? And, and I tell them it's a lot, but most of them are 
total lurkers or never even see anything I do. So yeah, I might have 3000 Facebook friends, but there's less than a hundred that I actually interact with. And so, you know, the message that I want to put out there is for those hundred. I don't care about those other 2,900 people. Did I do my math Mm -hmm. right? Um, And, you know, I do. Now, I I shouldn't say that. I do care about them, but just kind of in the, okay, if you see this, that's great. But but I want to focus on those hundred because then those hundred will tell their friends. So then maybe we've got 200 and then maybe we've got 500 and then we get the right 3,000 people. Um, you know, and, and, um, you know, I remember when Twitter first started, you could buy followers. Now you can still (laughs) kind of do that, but you know, fortunately that's gone away. And, and of course people were so caught up in the, I have to have 10,000 followers because my friends have 10,000 followers and yada, yada, my competitors have $10,000, right. Um, our, our followers. And of course they were not anybody you wanted to be your follower. Typically they weren't even in the United States. They could have cared less. They might not have even been real people. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and fortunately, we have, in many ways, gotten past thinking, I have to have a gazillion people who follow me, you know, and, and we have to have the right ones. But I want to talk about the avatar. Pete, see, mm-hmm. I've read your book. Um, you know, and we talk about this a lot on the program. And, and I want to talk about it again, because it is so important. Yeah. So, what is an avatar and and why is it so absolutely critical to know exactly who you need to be talking to? Yeah. I mean, the key here is, is, is intentionality. Mm-hmm. Like be intentional about who you serve. Like this is a cool thing when you're starting a business or okay, two years in, five years in, right now, today, at this moment, you get to choose who you help. Right. You get to choose who your audience is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a line in the book we we and I talk about it all the time. If you try to serve everyone, you end up serving no one. Right. You know, if the audience is everyone, the audience mm-hmm. is no one. Right. Well, who's this book for? Well, it's for everyone. No. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now. If you don't want to start an online business, my book's not for you. Mm-hmm. Could you learn a couple of things? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, chapters one and two are great, but the mm-hmm. entire rest of the book is completely useless mm-hmm. if you're not starting an online business. Right. If it's, if you say, well, I want to start an online business, but I want to sell widgets that appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to sell a, a, a commodity item, toilet paper, mm-hmm. not for you. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if your passion is toilet paper, and that's a weird passion, I'm going to be honest. But if it People is- People were really passionate about it when COVID started, yeah. right? <laughs> Think about that. But like, that, this book is not for you. So I'm clear about that. It's for mm-hmm. people who message, an mm-hmm. idea, a passion who want to impact right. others and make money doing it. They want to make a living. They don't do, mm-hmm. they do it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. If you want to start a hobby, the book is not for you. I mean, right. the word profits is in the title. Mm-hmm. If you want to start a nonprofit, this book is not for you. Again, mm-hmm. are there things you can learn, specifically mm-hmm. chapters one through five and chapter 10 and probably mm-hmm. chapter nine? Yes. yes. It's not mm-hmm. for you as a rule. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's my point there. You, if you try to serve everyone, you end up serving no one. Mm-hmm. So what is an avatar? You know, again, mm-hmm. this representation, a fictional representation mm-hmm. of your audience. Mm-hmm. There's five steps to come up with an avatar. The first thing you got to do is you start with a name. Mm-hmm. So you I help love that. I love that you name it. It's not this thing. It's yeah. a, it's got a name. It's named ours Pete. Is Pete. Uh, ours is Pete. Now my audience is literally 50, 50. Like mm-hmm. if, if in any year, the most that my audience has ever been male is 52. And the most that's ever been female is 53%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you're it pretty even down the mm-hmm. line. There was a guy named Pete 
one of our very first customers who I said, that guy represents. Mm-hmm. And we talk about in the book, we talk about next level avatars, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's Gwen. It's a female. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you start with the name. If your audience is single moms, don't name your avatar Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if your audience is mostly 65 and older men, mm-hmm. don't name your avatar Sally. You know, mm-hmm. name it what makes sense. Right. Then list their values and aspirations. Mm-hmm. What are the things that they value? So I knew, like, for instance, that Pete values, you know, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Pete doesn't want to work 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I knew that Pete, you know, valued time with family. Mm-hmm. Pete has, you know, two kids, lives in Kansas City, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. What are their aspirations? He wants to turn a side hustle into a full-time business. He mm-hmm. wants to go full-time with his passion. Mm-hmm. He wants to make good money, but doesn't necessarily aspire to be a multimillionaire. Right. You know, if he does, cool, but it's not his aspiration. Mm-hmm. He wants to be there for his kids. He mm-hmm. wants to, you know, make all of his kids games. I mean, Pete right. is effectively me. Mm-hmm. You know, what are their pain points? Okay, what are their struggles? Mm-hmm. You know, again, if it's a single mom, one of their struggles is guilt. I know this mm-hmm. is something my mom struggled with. This mm-hmm. is mom. She worked three jobs. Right. And you know? still probably and didn't think she was doing well enough for you. Didn't. She never did. You mm-hmm. know? Okay. So that's one example. If your audience is, you know, parents of autistic children. Mm-hmm. What is their struggle? If your mm-hmm. audience is gardeners in cold climates, okay, what are their pain points? Mm-hmm. If your audience is business owners, specifically say small business startups with three or less employees, okay, what are their struggles? Mm-hmm. What are their pain points? You have got to understand and relate to your avatar's deep-seated pains. Like these are the real pains that are hidden underneath the mm-hmm. kind of the more obvious visible pains, mm-hmm. right? These are the things like I I think in the book I talk about, you know, if you if you uh if you're in the quit smoking niche. Mm-hmm. You help people quit smoking. Okay, what's the what's the deep seated pain right. beyond just mm-hmm. you know? Well, they have an addiction, and you know that like that kind of makes them you know mm-hmm. they're, they're a social their clothes smell sometimes. and it costs yeah. a lot of money and okay, it's the fact that one of their things is they've tried and quit so many times and they feel like a failure. Wait, mm-hmm. they feel like a failure just because they smell like it's sometimes you don't make that connection. Right. So you have to look at that deep seated mm-hmm. pain mm-hmm. that they have. Then list their info sources. You need to know where do they get their information. Right. What books are they reading? Mm-hmm. What podcasts are they listening to? Mm-hmm. What websites are they frequenting? Who do mm-hmm. they follow on Twitter? You need to mm-hmm. know that stuff, obviously. And then lastly, you want to describe them demographically. Mm-hmm. So I did this and I said, you know what? My avatar, you know, I did this when I was in my mid-30s. Mm-hmm. My avatar at that time was a 45-year-old you know, man living in Kansas City with two kids. Mm-hmm. His oldest was probably about the age of my daughter now, 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old, you know? And lived in the Midwest mm-hmm. and he had a full-time job making $65,000 a year, mm-hmm. a decent living at that time, but not mm-hmm. an astronomical amount of money. You know, he wasn't a mm-hmm. barista making, you know, 10 bucks an hour. Right. And he wanted to do more. And he, again, he mm-hmm. had that message. So I started describing him demographically. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, if you look at my audience, other than being pretty even between men and women, mm-hmm. what's the average income? About sixty-five to $80,000 mm-hmm. in 2023, which is... Mm-hmm you know, about the equivalent of what that was back then. Mm -hmm. What's their average age? It's about 52. Mm -hmm. 52 years old is the average age. Many of them, we've had to kind of identify this. Many of them are entering an encore career. Ah, mm -hmm. Worked as an executive Mm -hmm. or a, you know, middle manager or something like that for 15, 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. They're starting an encore career now. Mm -hmm. They have 15, 20, 25 years of knowledge Mm -hmm. to share world. So that's that the avatar, you know, that just begins to get you thinking about, okay, who am I serving? And Mm -hmm. then next level avatar, we talk about this later in the book, 
later in the book, we call her, we call her Gwyn. Mm-hmm. Right? Gwyn was on a webinar with us. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of one of those funny stories. I was like, all right, guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is not rocket science. Mm-hmm. And never forget, like this was almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Gwyn said, yeah, if it was rocket science, it'd be easy for me. I'm an actual real life rocket scientist. <laughs> She worked for NASA. (laughs) And if you Google her name, Gwen Morasco, she's the one, she and like two other NASA scientists invented the the system so that it would recycle and clean the urine of the astronauts so they could essentially drink their- Pretty good thing to invent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she bought our- Not real sexy, but- (laughs) Yeah. She bought our course, no product, no problem. Mm-hmm. Then she signed up for our mastermind. Then she started mm-hmm. buying affiliate offers. So she's mm-hmm. what we call our next level avatar. Mm-hmm. This next level avatar is the, right. the person that basically they buy everything. Mm-hmm. They retweet all of your tweets. Right. They They're forward all of your best evangelists. Yes, they become your best, eva- best mm-hmm. evangelists. And so we get in later in the book about in, into creating raving fans. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that, but that that's mm-hmm. that next level avatar. Again, you go through the same process. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are their pain points? Mm-hmm. So the pain point, the reason they're a next level avatar is it's not that pain point they came to you with. It's mm-hmm. the next thing you help them solve right. the initial pain point. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Mm-hmm. What's the next one? What's the next What's thing the next keeping one? them awake at night? Yep. The next mm-hmm. thing that keeps them, you know, in, in, in marketing, we call this the PSP path, mm-hmm. problem solution path. Mm-hmm. So we solve the first problem with the solution. Mm-hmm. We introduce the next problem, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, your first problem is you're overworked. Mm-hmm. I'm just using it. I'm making this up on the fly here. You're overworked. So the solution is hire somebody to help right. you. Delegate. Well, now the the next problem is, well, how do you, you know, okay, mm-hmm. you've hired somebody. How do you lead them? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a whole different thing. Leadership is a whole entirely mm-hmm. different issue than working by yourself, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Now you solve that. You become a better leader. Mm-hmm. So how do you scale? Mm-hmm. How do you find more people? Mm-hmm. And eventually, like when you think way down the road, is mm-hmm. this the problem we're having in our company is I've reached the point where I no longer, like initially it was like, I want to get all the stuff off my plate that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, well, let me get all the stuff off my plate that I, I kind of like doing, but I, but I'm not really good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, okay, let me get all the stuff off my plate that I'm, I'm pretty good at, but I don't like, you know, I don't really like doing. Mm-hmm. And then next thing is get the stuff off my plate that I actually really love doing, but I'm not the best at. Mm-hmm. We've now delegated stuff that like, I'm really, really good at. And I really, really like to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember going like, kind of face this dilemma. Like, but, 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 mm-hmm. What the mm-hmm. heck am I supposed to even do? Mm-hmm. You know, totally different thing. So the things that I'm seeking out, mm-hmm. like I no longer am in that world of like the marketing stuff mm-hmm. and all that. I'm more in like the leadership role because right. my role in the company has changed. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is your levels progress. And mm-hmm. so you want that next level avatar to progress right. with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those, those initial avatars are still there. Because it's it is the pipeline. I mean, you know, you you still have to have them coming in yep. in order for them to to progress up the chain. Yeah, there's ten steps basically in our customer journey. For example, mm-hmm. at any point in time, um, it's a pretty even split. I mean, typically mm-hmm. there's going to be less at the level, you know, at the step right. ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, less than a hundred people have ever gone to step mm-hmm. ten. Right, because they've kind of filtered themselves out. Yeah, I mean, people drop off. That's just mm-hmm. the reality. You know, we mm-hmm. might have a hundred people a day enter at level one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Over the course of say a month or two, you know, 15, 20 of them will progress to level two. Mm-hmm. 
and it acts like a funnel. I mean, eventually mm-hmm. you end up with less than one mm-hmm. reaches level 10, but at any point in time, you know, we have 20 people at level 10 mm-hmm. and 30 at level nine and mm-hmm. so on, you know, down the line and hundreds and maybe even thousands at level mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, the things change and mm-hmm. that's why we came up with that next level avatar. Right. It's just a, a more crystallized representation mm-hmm. of who right. is like not our right. ideal person who comes in mm-hmm. the ideal person. Yeah. Like in the Gwen middle. does not need what Pete needs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and I mean, it, I know a lot of people who take it a step farther and they get little visual representations of mm-hmm. their avatars um, and, and they put them in front of them so that they're always writing to them, talking to them. Um, I remember when I first started doing webinars that were completely, you know, uh, where you did not see the participants. Um, And, and so basically I'm sitting here talking to myself now. Yes, I do like to talk, but talking to myself is an issue. And, and it, you know, and, and so I got, you know, little, little Barbie dolls that, had their little briefcase, had their suit on. I mean, all of those things. And that was who then I was talking to. Now, it wouldn't have made sense for me to talk to a teddy bear because that wasn't, you know, but but yeah, I had that actual physical representation of who I was talking to. Um, And I don't know, they're they're lost somewhere here in the office. I still have them somewhere. But um, but yeah, it just helped because then, then I wasn't just talking to myself. Um, You know, maybe that's a little psychotic that I was talking to the dolls, but you know, it worked. Yeah. I mean, whatever it takes. Like, I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it's easy for me to visualize. Um, that's one of the reasons I love now with like all of our trainings, we do them. Mm-hmm. You know, we ask like, Hey, turn your video on if you're comfortable with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to see your faces. I only need to, I, mm-hmm. I can only see about eight of them at the same time mm-hmm. anyway. Right. So all eight of them have their video on. It mm-hmm. hides the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. So I see eight people. And so mm-hmm. when I make a, you know, it, it's, it's like, um, it's like, uh, uh, there's a friend of mine, he's a comedian. Um, and he was talking about, you know, early on in, in COVID, you know, it was just really hard mm-hmm. because there is that slight delay mm-hmm. and, you know, it just everybody's, you know, operating at like a different mm-hmm. speed and things like that. And he said it was really hard to do comedy, mm-hmm. you know, and get the same reactions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they created a, a studio that allowed him to be able to hear people laugh mm. you know, and to see, see mm-hmm. them bigger like he would, you know, mm-hmm. on stage. And he said, uh, now that made all the difference, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the vibe. Mm-hmm. And right. so, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I know just even having eight people there, like when mm-hmm. I'm presenting, if I make a little quip mm-hmm. and I think it's funny and I have nobody to react, it's like, mm-hmm. huh. yeah. Did the if, tree if fall in couple, the woods? Yeah. <laughs> if I see a couple mm-hmm. of people laughing, mm-hmm. it, it gets me going. And when mm-hmm. I see people like, I mean, I, I gave a keynote uh, probably about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. two, three weeks ago. And we just, I ended up telling, I'll tell the story in a moment, actually, probably mm-hmm. if we get to it. But I, I told this story about this lady and, and long story short, I, I, I made people cry. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very emotional mm-hmm. story. And you see in the chat, people are like, I'm crying or, you mm-hmm. know, wow, or thank mm-hmm. you, you know, things like that. And that's, that's one thing. That's nice. Right? When but... I see their reaction, mm-hmm. um, it, it ch- totally changes the dynamics mm-hmm. of the right. presentation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, when, when we know that there's a real person that is mm-hmm. on the receiving end, it's totally different. Um, plus then we're going to tailor what we're writing, saying it, not for our ears to hear, but for them. Um, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things that we see so many people 
make the mistakes on is when they're writing their content, when they're doing whatever, they're writing it for themselves. You know, I think this is the greatest thing in the world because yada, yada, yada. And then you find out that joke wasn't funny (laughs) or or whatever it is. I mean, you know, you know, you might've thought that, you know, that that feature was the greatest thing in the world. And the thing that you didn't think much about is really what people love, Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, when you, when you keep in mind who your audience is, you're going to be successful, you know, or Mm -hmm. at least get closer to it. Well, Matt, I want to talk to you about something that hit home for me in the last couple of weeks. I mean, it was something that, you know, and it's one of those, you know, you have to do, but do we do it? No. Um, One of those type of things, right? In your book, you talk a lot about having your email list and how to start it and, and all of those things. And the reason it hit home for me was I am, you know, social media oriented. I do a lot of everything I do on social media and, um, I don't collect email addresses. Hmm. And most people are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's great. Several weeks ago, I did something stupid. I clicked a wrong link and my Facebook profile was taken over. It was hacked. It was completely hacked. I mean, this is not cloned. This is not. I no longer had access to my Facebook, Hmm. which meant I had no access to my groups, my pages, anything. Um, long story short, I got it worked out. Facebook and I, you know, we we got it worked out. Everything's back hunky dory. But of course, during that time frame, my my thought was, I've lost all of those people. Yeah, and I had. I mean, that was that was really the the sad thing about it. And so then I thought, well, not only did I lose them, I'm not helping them. I'm not, you know, all of these things. And and that was terribly upsetting to me because I had worked mm-hmm. so hard to build those audiences, those um, raving fans. Um, and I had no access to them, you know? And, and so of course the first lesson here folks is never, ever, 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 ever do that. You know, don't click those links that you know, you really shouldn't be sure. clicking because that really was what I did. Um, but never rely on somebody else's toy to be yours. I mean, the people who tell me, Oh, I don't have a, a website anymore because I have a Facebook business page. no, 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 no. So talk to us about why it is so absolutely critical and to, to have your own contacts and then how to kind of, you know, how do you build those lists? Yeah, we'll talk about the why and the how. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the first reason is the one you just named. You own the connection versus right. renting it. Mm-hmm. You do not own your Facebook contacts. You mm-hmm. do not own your LinkedIn contacts, mm-hmm. your Twitter followers. Uh, you're one algorithm away. I, mm-hmm. I have had a Facebook account completely shut down. Mm-hmm. It completely inaccessible. I have mm-hmm. had my LinkedIn profile that I had. Let me think. I got it in 2006. Mm-hmm. I'd had it for 16 years. Never did anything wrong. An mm-hmm. algorithm shut it down. They said right. I posted something. I'm like, I didn't post anything. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I literally don't post. I connect right. with people. That's all. How did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. It, that's how close you are mm-hmm. to losing everything. Now, right. a, one click. Mm-hmm. I know. Like always, download your contacts from LinkedIn. I was able to, but that's a whole mm-hmm. different. Yes, LinkedIn does give you that ability. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to get 20 or 30% of them back. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, Facebook doesn't even let you do that. Twitter doesn't let you do that. You are renting versus owning. Mm -hmm. You want to own your connections. You Mm -hmm. have to own your connections and you have to own your home. Mm -hmm. This is the difference. Okay. When you rent, what can you do when you rent? When you rent an apartment or a house, you you can't paint, you Mm -hmm. can't decorate, Mm -hmm. you, you know, they can. They cannot renew your lease. Right. Think they about it that way. It. Every, 
oh, well, we can just, I, you know, they're not going to kick me out. Well, they can't kick you out, but they can mm-hmm. kick you out in three and a half months when the lease mm-hmm. renews because right. they don't want to renew it. Mm-hmm. They can raise the rent. They can mm-hmm. start charging. Hi, Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. I, have nothing, I have nothing wrong with that. I think what Twitter's doing is actually really smart. Mm-hmm. But imagine all of a sudden you went going, I was, it was free and mm-hmm. now I got to pay. Mm-hmm. That's different. Mm-hmm. They can do things like that. Your own site, your own home, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. Own right. your home. Okay. Number mm-hmm. two, deeper content with or deeper connection with your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are in the most intimate place they are, their mm-hmm. inbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, people follow on Facebook and follow on Twitter like, you know, like they're giving away candy, right? Right. Oh, yeah. We you click those give buttons up their email address all the time. Less, mm-hmm. less so. So mm-hmm. once you have it, it's a deeper connection. Mm-hmm. Third, you are guaranteed to be seen. All right. Mm-hmm. So most people don't realize this. Your Facebook post, if you're lucky, 5% of your followers right. will see it. Mm-hmm. That's see it, not engage. Mm-hmm. Right. It goes now, in front of them. You're mm-hmm. going to get a 25 to 30% open rate on your emails. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you'll get a 30 to 40% scene rate mm-hmm. on your emails. Right. You will typically get somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 25% open rates. Mm-hmm. That means 20 to 25%, one out of four people will at least engage in some form mm-hmm. with the content. That's right. astronomically higher. Mm-hmm. The fourth thing is you can segment your messaging. So mm-hmm. I'll give you a great example. We have on our list right now, we have, I mentioned earlier, we've got people at 10 different stages. Mm-hmm. Some content is universal to all 10 stages. Right. Some content is specific to mm-hmm. groups, you know, stages eight through 10. Mm-hmm. Some is for one through four. Mm-hmm. Some is for three through seven. Mm-hmm. We will only send that content to them. You can't mm-hmm. do that on social media. You right. cannot tell Facebook, hey, I only want you to show this mm-hmm. to, unless you pay. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's the catch. You can pay. Mm-hmm. With email, you totally can. And then right. the fifth one, this is a big one. You can allow them to opt out of campaigns. Right. So. Here's a great example. We are running a promo mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks that is really geared towards level six through 10, but it's sort of for one through five. Mm-hmm. I'm just simplifying this. It's mm-hmm. not exactly how we do it, but right. it's sort of for them. So mm-hmm. here's what we do. We send it to everyone. And at the mm-hmm. very beginning of the email, we say, hey, basically, hey, are you interested in blank? Right. Then they know, read more or not. And we will not send you another email about this. We're going to, and I'll say, I plan on sending a bunch of emails about this Mm -hmm. workshop over the next couple of weeks. If you see them, click here. Only about 2% of people will click that. But Mm -hmm. that's 2% of people that our two choices are. Really want it. On social media, their two choices are this. Number one, click. it's for them. Or number two, gosh, I have to keep getting these posts for the next two weeks when Mm -hmm. they're not interesting to me. With email, they click this. It Mm -hmm. just removes them. Which goes back to what we talked about over time, mm-hmm. as they remove themselves from campaigns, we mm-hmm. also put them into segments. Right. We know that if they click that, mm-hmm. if, if they don't click it and they click to this, they might move up a notch mm-hmm. on our, like we have you at right. basically a level four, mm-hmm. but based on this one. Wow, you're, you're actually a six. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they click the no, we go, huh. If they click that no, and they click two. the next one, and the next one, and the next mm-hmm. one, and the way they engage, we can we, we get mm-hmm. smart with that. So you're smarter with it. The right. best time to start building your email list is the day you start your website. The second mm-hmm. best time, you know, the old the old the mm-hmm. old proverb, what is it? The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best mm-hmm. time now. The best time mm-hmm. to start your email list is mm-hmm. the day you release your website. The second right. best time is right now. Yes. So, mm-hmm. You know, start it. So mm-hmm. how do we do that? All right. We have to have a lead magnet. Mm-hmm. All right. 
You have to have a lead magnet. We, we give them a reason. A, yeah, mm-hmm. We know what a lead magnet is. It's any reason why people basically give up their email address, mm-hmm. you know, why they, they, you mm-hmm. know, subscribe to somebody's list. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people make a huge mistake with their lead magnets and they think they have to be super fancy in depth. They have to take days or weeks to create. Mm-hmm. This is what step four in the book is all about mm-hmm. is, is right. basically lead magnets. But here's the thing. This is the key. If you get nothing else from this whole episode, your lead magnet, this is all a lead magnet is. It addresses an immediate or pressing need or want in your target audience. All right. That's it. It mm-hmm. does not have to be a comprehensive guide. It does mm-hmm. not have to be a detailed manual. It doesn't have to solve every problem your avatar could possibly mm-hmm. face. It doesn't need 12 examples, 16 templates. It doesn't need it really, I shouldn't take you more than a few minutes to create, mm-hmm. actually. Right. We have uh, you know, we have basically we call it the two to three hour rule. Like it should not take more than two to three hours to think of, plan, and mm-hmm. create your lead magnet. Mm-hmm. And it should take a few minutes to consume. In fact, mm-hmm. this thing we found is the more elab- the most elaborate lead magnets are often mm-hmm. the worst lead magnets because they're overwhelming, right? right? Mm-hmm. People are like, oh my gosh, it's a 38-page document. Yeah. It's hours to consume, even longer. I had five minutes to give you. And, and so more often than not, they are never consumed. They're never acted upon. Mm-hmm. And your new subscriber has a bad first impression. Right. And they're never going to ask you again for something. You want people to want it because it addresses that immediate or pressing need mm-hmm. or want. And you want to give them a quick win. Mm-hmm. So the easiest way to think about this is like, think of it as a solution to pain. Mm-hmm. If, if your friend came to you and said, Deb, oh my gosh, my back is hurting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh, it's like I'm going through right now. I have, shul- mm-hmm. I have uh, rotator, rotator cuff tendonitis. Ooh. And it's extremely painful. They mm-hmm. finally figured out what it was after three mm-hmm. weeks. And they've got me on so many steroids right now to try to you know get it down. And hopefully it'll be better in the next mm-hmm. few weeks. But I'm doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. They gave me the list of the different stretches and exercises mm-hmm. that I need to do. If that is all they had given me and mm-hmm. said, great, it'll be better in six weeks. Mm-hmm. I would say you suck. Right. <laughs> it's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's not a lead magnet. Give mm-hmm. me medication that will hopefully at least mm-hmm. make it a little bit better right now. Right. They want an ibuprofen. They want a Tylenol. Mm-hmm. They want to feel better right they now. They want the quick fix. Here's the thing. When they, now that I have those steroids and mm-hmm. it's made it where I can sleep at night and mm-hmm. not stay up all night with shoulder pain mm-hmm. and they've made it where the pain, like I can go like this mm-hmm. and not go, oh gosh, it's right. I can do the stretches. Right. I, so you can I, go to part two. Yep. I can go to part mm-hmm. two. And, and in our case, we're going to give them the free quick solution. And then the other stuff will be potentially paid. Mm-hmm. I think my dad, I mentioned my dad, he was a golf mm-hmm. instructor, had the ultimate lead magnet. My dad passed away 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. My dad never got on the internet a day in his life, never had mm-hmm. a cell phone, never got, never owned a computer, had the best lead magnet I've ever seen. And for those mm-hmm. of you who played golf, you can picture this easier. But my dad would go to the driving range. My dad was a mm-hmm. golf instructor. Mm-hmm. And he would go to the driving range and he would look for somebody in pain. And I don't mean pain like my back hurts. I mean like They'd hit a ball and go, and he'd say, Hey, can I, can I help you for a few minutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the local instructor. Mm-hmm. Well, that gives authority. And they'd say, yes. Mm-hmm. And he'd find one thing, mm-hmm. one tip. Yeah. You, you, you didn't line up your hips, right? One solution to pain that would mm-hmm. help. Them. And he'd watch them for five minutes and they'd hit a ball and they'd go, Oh my gosh, that's the best ball I've hit in months. Mm-hmm. How do I sign up for more lessons? Mm-hmm. And he would sell them a thousand dollar golf instruction mm-hmm. package. That's right. all a lead magnet is. Mm-hmm. If he had come to them and said, Do you want to buy golf lessons? They'd say no. Yeah. Or if he know, said, like You need players. to do this and this and this and this and this and this. One tip mm-hmm. that would switch to pain. So, mm-hmm. how do we create a lead magnet that converts? Mm-hmm. Right? This is the key. 
Number one, you define the one problem, not mm-hmm. seven problems, not the 10 problems, not the mm-hmm. two problems. Define the one problem. Oh, but my audience has three different problems. That's three different lead magnets. Start right. with what's the biggest problem they have. Mm-hmm. Number two, solve that one problem, mm-hmm. right? That's it. That is how you do it. So you provide a quick win mm-hmm. for the avatar. They're easy to deliver. They solve a specific pain point. They take mm-hmm. less than three hours to create and, and mm-hmm. outline, to outline and create. Mm-hmm. So I, I walk through how to create each of these in right. the book. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the five biggest ones. These are the five best converting lead magnets. Mm-hmm. Number one, checklists and cheat sheets, mm-hmm. right? So it's literally a checklist. Mm-hmm. These are, you'll, you'll notice as I go through these, like, oh my gosh, I already have some of these. I use them myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a travel blog? How about a packing list? <sighs> how about an international packing list? Mm-hmm. Oh, how about a packing list for people with allergies? I don't know, you know, or mm-hmm. packing list for warm climates, packing list for a mm-hmm. ski trip, packing list for a beach trip, mm-hmm. packing list if you're going to, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. Checklist and cheat sheets, right? Mm-hmm. Templates and swipe copy is number two. Mm-hmm. Template or swipe. We have one of our best lead magnets is, hey, do you want to know my number one email for recruiting affiliates? Go grab it. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you the swipe copy. You can copy right. this email and edit it. Mm-hmm. to feed. Number three, toolkits. So mm-hmm. people want to know what you use. Mm-hmm. Here's my photography toolkit. Mm-hmm. Here's my toolkit for setting up great websites, mm-hmm. whatever it is. The cool thing about these is you can actually make money from affiliate links. So mm-hmm. you can get a new subscriber and immediately if they go, oh, here's my podcasting toolkit. If they go mm-hmm. buy this microphone and this thing, right. I make like 50 bucks right away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, prompts. This is number four mm-hmm. prompts. So starters, questions, ideas. Mm-hmm. These are great for writers. These are great for uh, one of my friends is in the parenting niche. And, and she was also a client and we helped her out. And her, it was, it was um, it basically, the, it was like five prompts. Mm-hmm. To start a conversation with your teenager, mm. right? Because talking to teenagers is hard. Right. Going back to the swipe copy, a mm-hmm. script. Uh, she created one. It was it was three scripts to talk to your kids about sex. Mm. It's a heck of a. Th- I, I was like, yeah, uh, I would like that, please. Yeah, sign me up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then the fifth one is spreadsheets. So mm-hmm. basically, these are templates, things like budgets, mm-hmm. timelines, expense right. trackers, workout mm-hmm. trackers. We have one that's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's a spreadsheet. You go, whoa, wow, that's a really complicated lead magnet. Well, it took us weeks to create. We right. created it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. The value to the customer, even though it's free, the value to the subscriber is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Here's what they do. They go to the bottom of their spreadsheet. They type in their launch date mm-hmm. and it fills in. It goes boogity, boogity, boogity. Mm-hmm. Fills those in for mm-hmm. how to communicate with your affiliates. When do, when do you communicate this to your affiliate? Boom, it just tells mm-hmm. you. You put in one date, you type in one number, and boom, mm-hmm. it fills it in. And then the last thing you got to do is you got to name your lead magnet. Mm-hmm. You've got to name your lead magnet. And the thing is the lead magnet name has to focus on the results. Right. This is key, Deb. It has to focus mm-hmm. on the results. We've, I mean, created, I mean, personally, I've created over 75 lead magnets mm-hmm. uh, in my life. I've probably helped clients with thousands and thousands. We found a very simple formula. It's called number noun that verb results. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I give you examples, you'll see this right. number. This number should be. Three, five, seven, or 10. Mm-hmm. No other numbers. Do not do eight. What if I have eight, Matt, and delete one? Right. And call it seven. And if you really want to give them the eighth, call it a bonus. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have, I only have nine. Same thing. You either need to get to 10 mm-hmm. or, or drop to seven and offer mm-hmm. those as a bonus, you know, and call it seven and then mm-hmm. have two bonuses. So three, five, seven, and 10. Number 
noun that verb results. So mm -hmm. five emails that double your sales. Number mm -hmm. five. five. Emails, noun, mm -hmm. that verb will double what? Mm -hmm. You know, the result sales. Oh, your sales. Mm -hmm. Seven foods that burn fat while you sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one I actually created for a client that's, I mean, done unbelievable. He's got hundreds of thousands of subscribers. It was mm -hmm. 10 prayers that unlock heaven on earth. He was like telling me what it is. I was like, oh, here's the name. He's like, oh, that's it. Let me try it. Yeah. Work like a charm. Three free tools to mm -hmm. triple your affiliate income. Right. Like these are examples. Mm -hmm. Number down the verb results. That's the formula mm -hmm. for a lead magnet that converts. Right. I love it. You know, and and we overthink and we overdo. I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing. And so then of course what happens is we don't do it at all because yep. we've overthought and overdone and convinced ourselves, oh my God, it's never going to be right or perfect. Again, you know, if it's not, work on it, make it better. Yep. Well, Matt, this has been absolutely wonderful. And we've only got a couple minutes left. We didn't even talk about affiliate marketing. And I really want to get into that because I think it is something that, you know, as, as you mentioned in your book, hmm. when you're just starting out, it's a great way to start making money. You know, you mentioned, you know, your $549 or whatever, first one that you made, that was $549 you didn't have 10 minutes before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and so I think affiliate marketing is such a great thing that we need to talk about because you can do it with everything. I mean, it's not just Amazon books or, you know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. There's affiliates for everything. And, and so I really want to have you back to, to talk about that. But until then, how do people find you and, and what are the services that you provide? And of course, we want them to buy your book and we will yeah. have an <clears throat> affiliate link in the, in the notes. Yeah. So I mean, first place to go to grab the book, go to passions in or sorry, passions into profitsbook.com right. forward slash Deb. Okay. So passions into profitsbook.com forward slash, uh, no, forward slash power hour. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Passions into profit. I'm going to just say it like six times. Passions into profitsbook.com forward slash power hour. That's the best place to grab it. I mean, you can grab it in Barnes and Noble. It's in stores. It's on Amazon. Uh, but if you grab it there, you'll be able to redeem. And there's almost $600 in extra bonuses that you get. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. That's All the, of this stuff. The that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, you can go grab if If you grab it in stores, mm -hmm. uh, if you're in a Barnes and Noble and you're mm -hmm. like, you see the book, uh, grab it there. And then you go to that website and you mm -hmm. can redeem your receipt and get those cool. bonuses. But that's mm -hmm. the best place to grab it. Passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash power hour. Um, otherwise, just check us out, mattmcwilliams.com. Uh, there'll be links there. They'll point you in the right direction. So you can kind of tell us like, hey, I, I need to learn how to start monetizing mm -hmm. with affiliate marketing. Or I want to grow an affiliate program. Mm -hmm. I want to you know do whatever it is that you want to mm -hmm. do that's going to be best for you. Mm -hmm. um, all of that, you know, you can get right there. Perfect. I love it. I love it. You know, and, and it is, it, it's it, it, back to what we said at the very start, folks, this is not, except for that one person, rocket science. Um, yeah. it, it is, it's things that we even know, we know we should be doing, but we don't do it. Or we think, eh, you know, it's not important. It is, you know, like having your own email list. Hello, I found out is very important. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I encourage you get the book, check out Matt's information because it is such fabulous, you know, and, and, and I promise we'll have him on again, but Matt, until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Hmm. I, I, I will share a quick story with you. Um, I think a lot of times when we're getting into this online marketing world, you know, we talked earlier, like, okay, avatars and how do I know my niche? Um, I know you mentioned before we went live, you've got the leadership 
you know, commitment from step two printed out. Um, and, and a lot of that just talks about, you know, committing to being a leader. Um, that that's step two in the book. Like we, we see, you know, a lot of misconceptions about leadership and, you know, we see that, um, and we know the leadership's not easy. You know, it's scary. It's hard. It's overwhelming. Sometimes like we just feel like we're, we're inadequate to be leaders. Perfectly understandable. Those responses are perfectly understandable. They're normal responses to leadership, but leadership is ultimately a choice. You know, and, and I, I write in the book, like your followers need you to lead them. They need you to lead them. Somebody somewhere out there right now needs you to be their leader. In fact, there are potentially millions of people who are willing for you to guide them. And I talk about a lady in the book. I know, you know, know the story, Deb, and, and this is that story I shared that I shared earlier in that keynote. Um, but it kind of just perfectly encapsulates what leadership and building a platform around your message is all about. Uh, she was interviewing for our mastermind. The final step in our mastermind qualification process is that I talked to you for about 15 minutes and like, do you, you know, can you laugh at yourself? Can you be made fun of? Do you fit in with our mastermind? Right. And I'm talking to her and she's like, oh my gosh, Matt, I'm in, I'm in this mastermind. She's like, I want to be a part of this. I want to grow my business. She's like, but I only have one question. She's like, I'm like, what? She said, I don't know that I'm the right person to do this. I said, why not? She's like, well, she has two kids with autism and she wants to help parents of autistic children. And she's like, but I don't have letters behind my name. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not, I didn't go to Columbia or Harvard or, you know, Oxford. I dropped out of community college, you know? And I said, but you told me you have two kids with autism. Yeah. And what you told me is there, you've raised them pretty well. They're pretty well adjusted. They're, they're doing pretty well in the world. She said, well, they're doing all right. Yeah. I said, let me ask you something. And I remember when I asked this question, I immediately regretted it thinking, oh, crap, did I cross the line? I said, have you ever thought about killing your children? She said, without missing a beat, she goes, every day. And I don't mean that she's literally thinking up ways to like drown her children, you know, and like actually, but she's like, it's hard sometimes, Matt. It's hard. It's really hard. I said, but you haven't. She's like, well, yeah. I said, you have it. You've actually, they're, they're doing great. She said, yeah. And I said, no matter what letters you have behind your name, no white coat, no degree, no credentials can ever touch the fact that you've raised two amazing children and you can teach others how to do that. I said, just do that. Just talk about your life and your experience. And that's what she went on to do. And she, this is not in the book. That, that part is, that's where the story leaves off in the book because we approved the manuscript. And then a couple months later, she reached out to me and she said, just want to let you know, she said, go check out this video. I did. It's a video of her teaching parents who have autistic children how to travel. What I did not know is that's a nightmare for parents of autistic children because they think their kid's going to act out. You're, you're taking a kid whose life is built on routine and you're waking them up early, keeping them up late, putting them on a metal tube and putting them at 35,000 know, miles up in the air or feet up in the air. And I'm like, like you, I panic when I get on an airplane. Like, I don't like it, you know, and how do these kids react? And so then people are going to be staring at them and they're going to be judging her as a parent and they're going to mutter and they're going to talk to themselves. And then she's, you know, that, that, then that stress manifests itself on the child and it becomes a vicious cycle. She recorded a video teaching people how to do this. She has a YouTube channel with over 10,000 subscribers, an email list that's got a few thousand people on it already. And this video had something like 200,000 views. And one of the comments toward the top of the video at that time 
was a lady that said, I have an autistic child and we haven't left our county in four years because I've been terrified to travel. I watched your video. I talked to my husband. We just booked a flight to Hawaii. And I'm thinking that's what leadership is. Not the letters, not the degrees, not the credentials. I'm just sharing her story of what she's learned. She doesn't know the psychology of why what she does works. She doesn't know the medication that your child should be on or any of that stuff. She shared her experience, her life experience, and impacted potentially hundreds of thousands of people. And that's all that leadership is. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to talk to you again. I think we're going to have such a great follow-up discussion. I have been having a great talk with Matt McWilliams, the author of Turn Your Passions Into Profits. And I'm Deb Creer. Until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.